Hello and welcome to the Pretty Little Liars podcast on TimeTravelMurderMystery.com. I'm Benjamin Light. Marco Sparks. And today we will be discussing episode four of Pretty Little Liars season one. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And that is a, basically a reference to what the girls decide to do at the start of the episode. Uh, they block, is Spencer's idea to just block all unknown texts and emails. Um, so that they will not be able to receive any texts or mean emails from A. And so all the other girls do it as well. Yeah. And, and it's a nice little pun on that stupid slogan slash catchphrase from that. We think it's Verizon ad? It, it's Verizon, yeah. Little man with glasses? Mm-hmm. He's a... Yeah. <laughs> I love that uh, as soon as the girls finish, uh, you know, they all use Spencer's computer to do this. As soon as they're done a flyer for uh Allison being missing it like kind of like blows right up to them and written on like, it is ding dong the bitch is dead. Yeah. Like a tumbleweed in a western. It yeah. blows right over to them. It's really is just it's like like operatic and cosmic. It's like A is a force of nature that you will not escape, you know. This is the episode where A seems somewhat omnipotent. Omnipotent or omniscient or um, both. <laughs> well like um i'm kind of reminded of the feeling i had i remember when i was first telling you about the show like, like years before you started watching it that i was getting frustrated at the show because there were times when it seemed like it wasn't possible for a to be a, a human or I think you, get, you get a little you get a little whiff of that in this episode um well i think there you have to kind of much in the way that like uh, people like to say that breaking bad is a, a clockwork show or it's like not necessarily realistic, but it like works on its own logic internally, you know. Um, Pretty Little Liars, like it goes to some some crazy places. Um, not necessarily totally realistic, but I feel like all internally consistent, you know. Yeah, it keeps it, it maintains its own tone. Mm-hmm. But I um, the other thing up until this episode, I kind of was shocked at um, rewatching these episodes and how like little a really interferes with their lives up until about now. Um, I mean, A's always She's, there. It's always a little A's just warming up. Yeah, A's just warming up for serious. Um, but yeah, following up on last week's episode, the girls have worked out something where there's going to be a public bench in the park to commemorate Allison De Laurentiis. With like a plaque or something or other, yeah. Something artsy-fartsy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to point out that my only real note about the teaser is that this is the first time all the lawyers are dressed like actual high school students. It's funny you mentioned that because I've made notes about all their outfits. Um, Go on. I'll, I'll get to them each in turn. Um, let me start with Spencer in this scene. Um, she's wearing this kind of weird polo shirt that has a, like a collar. Like the collar looks, it's like red and white. Like I don't know if that's like a boating shirt or like what. It seems like a shirt that's designed for a specific activity, and then mm-hmm. she just has like some short shorts on. Um, the reason I, I point her out first is number one, they all use her computer, which I always found a little suspicious when I was first watching this. It's like, well, if she's a, then this obviously yeah. like she's just like just getting passwords. all their she's getting all their login information right now, you know? Yeah, yeah. She's like, here, everyone, sign into your account on my computer. Yeah. Um. So maybe perhaps she is a after all. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, this episode doesn't do a lot of favors to my theory. We can get, get to that later. 
Yes and no. Uh, I would, I would, I would make a note that I didn't make with the first three episodes that I make with this episode about your theory. Well, about part of your theory, anyways. All right. So as they're all, uh, everyone's signing in to uh, Spencer's computer to block uh, unknown texts and emails. Who should go riding behind his bicycle? But Mister S refits, mm-hmm. which prompts Spencer to say, "I spy with my little eye something that begins with an F." It's just she has the most hilarious line reading of that. Yeah. yeah. And then the show basically like just turns into like these like these chicks like catcalling at some guy. Like, I, I found amusing just because it's like a, a reversal on the general trope there, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's Ezra. First of all, the like dopey guy on the bike mm-hmm. and the four uh, worldwide girls of sorts uh, enjoying the sight, uh, except for Arya, who's Arya's freaking out. She doesn't want to participate. But Hannah and Spencer are both. Uh, you know, looking good, Mister Fitz, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really wanted Ezra to like crash or something. You know? <laughs> do you want to? Do you want to go on the offense? You're going to start just an Arya. Uh, we can go back to uh, Arya now. Oh, one thing I just want to point out. Um, I noticed this in every episode of Pretty Little Liars. I think this is the first one where they do it. But they always have these coffee cups in their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of like the white coffee cup with the brown sleeve on it. Those things are never full of any liquid at all, and you can tell. It drives me completely insane every time I see it. It's like, how hard would it be for the prop person to put something, like some sand or something in there? But, like, just just pay attention to that from now on, whenever they're holding one of these, like, uh, ubiquitous, like, non-Starbucks Starbucks cups. You can right. tell there's never anything in those. Well, these girls, on average, drink just maybe about half of the amount of coffee drank on Friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, they drink a lot of caffeine for high school students. They're also up insanely early in the day, it seems like. like yeah. They have, yeah. they have whole like social, like interactions that begin and end before they go to school, which I, but I seem to remember that stuff from high school. I, I do mean, not. I'm not a morning person. Like, and our school started fucking early. I'm not a morning person either, but I do seem to remember somehow. And it, mind you, I remember it like it's a foreign tr- country I <laughs> traveled to that I, I was up hours and hours and hours and functioning really? before actual school started. I, I was never now, I can't I can't wake up twenty minutes before I'm supposed to be at work. I always had a hard time getting to school on time. I mean thinking back on it, the the fact that our school started at seven thirty seems psychotic to me. Like, yeah. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Yeah, yeah. It's that's yeah, mornings are for sociopaths. Uh, but yeah, just pay attention to those coffee cups. Because I, I never don't notice it. It kind of drives me insane. Um, Arya. Let's talk about uh, Arya. She's still cashing that kin money. Yeah, she is. She is. Um, I, I like to think that uh, this is actually something that's happening like diegetically where like Arya is like uh, on the street team for kin or something like that. <laughs> and so she's trying to make it happen. Oh, what was the thing? Um, there was specifically a kin thing where she talked about she added somebody. She to added her, her brother. Yeah, I had to stop and rewind to see who she's to, talking about. To her loop? Is that a kin thing? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was some sort of thing where it'd show you like emails, to, uh, tweets, like uh, Facebook posts and text messages. Can I just loop. say real quick, Ryan, you got a woof. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Arya goes to visit Mr. Fitz in his classroom during breaks, uh, re being embarrassed by his friends noticing he has oh, nice legs. Can, can we talk about this? Says, Do you think I have nice legs? 
can we can we talk about the outfit Arya's wearing mm. in this scene? This outfit is just jailbait. Like it is like if you looked up jailbait in a dictionary, you'd see a picture of this outfit. It's a super 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 short skirt, uh, and then like uh, the top that's like kind of midriffy, but not not too overdone. You know, but there's definitely midriff happening there, and then like some boots and like some attitude. Like you could you could put forth a theory that Arya is a not only because she has two A's in her name, but because she dress, dresses like a lunatic. I mean, if she dresses I were, like a teenage estrogen lunatic. If I were a teacher in high school and there was no one in my class, and then a girl wearing that walked in, I would like be like, I have to leave, or you have to leave. I can't be like, I'm sorry, like I'm gonna get arrested just being in the same room with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boner. Um. Inappropriate boner, but yeah. So, so Arya's like, all my friends dig your stems. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, maybe this isn't smart. And Ezra says, I promise you, it's not smart. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's and that's the 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 setup for the word that they're going to toss back and forth a lot in this episode, which we'll get to in a moment. But uh, yeah. Like so, she's like, oh, my friends were. I was embarrassed. My friends liked your legs, and he's like, well. Did you like my legs? Because he's, he is a pedophile. Or uh, what is the word? A pedophile? What is um, that? A pedophile is someone who, a pedophile is someone who likes basically prepubescent children. Mm-hmm. A pedophile is basically you have a sexual attraction to teenagers. Otherwise known as grass on the field. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so then he invites her over for dinner because they need to discuss they need just to, what the hell is going on. They need to sort this out, what this is. Yeah. And, yeah. and not while he's looking over his desk at her. Yeah. 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 And like smacking his boner against the desk. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is like past the point of no return of accepting that this is completely inappropriate. Well, like as they go later, like y- you kind of get the impression that she didn't actually enter his apartment last episode. No. Like she just like yeah. hugged him outside and left. Yeah. Something. Because she's really drinking it in when she's in there this yeah. episode. Uh, um, but before Arya gets to do that, she has. She's still stressing out about this secret that her mom has. It's like her mom's like uh, making a nice dinner for her dad, and it's, it's tearing Arya away inside because it's it's she knows that it's all about her. Um, well, so we get the uh, the like egregious extra flashback to the scene where she catches her dad again for no yeah. reason at all. It's like we got it, like we already know. We get why the this extended, is. excuse me, the extended cut of that flashback where after Allison and Arya. Well, that was like a separate me. separate thing, yeah. But it's seemingly it's it's moments later. But mm-hmm. like Allison is big on Arya telling her mom the truth, and I think it's the first time you really see that Allison doesn't like secrets. Both with the Spencer and Ian thing, and with this, like it's Sometimes. a big deal. Oh well, yeah, true. She doesn't like other people's secrets. Mm-hmm. She likes her own, but but it's a big like it's it's a personal deal to her. It seems like that Arya needs mm-hmm. to go tell her mom what's going on, or in Allison's words, she'll lose them both. Yeah, <laughs> Allison's big into emotional blackmail. Mm-hmm. Whatever they're doing with Arya's hair in the flashbacks, it definitely makes her look really young. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not just the pink streaks. I don't think it's just like I don't know the way they style it. Sometimes when you don't know who you are, pink streaks. Yeah, and then there's this weird scene where Arya is like she's about to tell her mom, and then she changes her mind and asks for a carrot instead. And I just wrote down carrots equals symbolism question mark. <laughs> Arya kind of seems like a rabbit walking away munching on a carrot. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, Doc? Um, then we get Arya in Ezra's apartment, 
I also point out that Ezra has an old timey typewriter there, like <laughs> yes. an asshole. <laughs> as I have written down as well, old timey typewriter. Arya's like enjoying the shit out of herself at the beginning of the scene. It's yeah. like she's finally in his apartment, you know, like all these uh these like days of emotional manipulation have paid off. Mm-hmm. And she she basically has herself what she considers to be a cultured, you know, older erudite boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But who then has Ezra a, has a typewriter because there was literature before laptops, which is such an asshole thing to say <laughs> to justify a, your old timey typewriter. But a swoonworthy thing to say to Arya, of course. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But then Ezra he makes the mistake of I guess she's confided in him about this situation with her parents, um, and he's like, well, maybe your mom knows more than you think. Which yeah. is the kind of thing somebody who's older would say, you know, mm-hmm. it's like maybe, maybe there's more going on than uh, what you know about, you know, mm-hmm. and then he, he tries to backpedal by using his family as his example. And Arya's basically like, my family's perfect, you know? Yeah. Well, and then he makes the cardinal sin mistake with Arya, especially to say, like adults, like adults, trust that the parents are going to handle this like adults. And Implying- she says, if I'm such a child, why did you ask me here? Yeah. After she basically forced her way there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. She just, she like, she just gets so vicious, uh, when she's on the defensive. It's great. Oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful scene. Um, then, so presumably the next day they're in class and the class is discussing, uh, to kill a mockingbird. And this scene is, it's, it's a very tense scene. Super awkward subtextual to kill a mockingbird conversation, which I had to give them credit. Like they get it all correct. Like it's, it's sometimes you'll see a, like a movie or TV show. They have the one scene in English class where they have the most unrealistic conversation ever, where it's, right. it's not even like that relevant to the book, but they actually, everything they're saying is actually like you could, you could have a discussion about that. Like it's, it's pretty accurate to the book. Yeah. Yeah. About Boo Radley and Atticus Finch and whether or not he's a, a hypocrite and, whether or not he's a hypocrite for not letting the law handle itself and, you know, he's, he's Pete Radley. And then I just love when the other dude who, like, sits next to Arya, like, it's getting super tense. It's like Ezra and Arya are, like, throwing their, like, arguments back and forth. It's you know, and it's like, sparring. it's like, well, this conversation is about two things, you know, and, like, the whole yeah. class knows it. And then this other dude kind of pipes up and Ezra just, like, destroys him, you know. <laughs> like, yeah. Fuck you for speaking up, buddy. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, in a, in a way, as Arya points out, he's kind of defending her, but also def- like tearing this guy down for daring to get into yeah. their <laughs> subtextual argument. But, uh, earlier, Ezra is, he's really about belittling the high school males, uh, and they're like, like belittling the guy of the faux hawk who sits in front of Arya. Yeah. That blocks his view of her legs or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's nagging on those guys. Yeah, yeah. Really feeling threatened of his vests and his chucks and his bike and bikes. Yeah. Um, he knows what he's doing. He's an operator. Yeah. So after that, after that end of that day, Arya comes to Ezra's apartment again and she gives him the business for, she comes in and launches into this like insane minute long speech. Like, I, I don't know. Was that all one take? I wasn't really paying attention, but like she just goes on and on and on. And Arya or Ezra just, he rolls over pretty much. Yeah, he rolls over quick, and and <laughs> he's just like exact surrender. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's that's what works on Arya. Like she doesn't want him to fight back. She wants to have the power here, and she gets it. But yeah, she tears into him for you know daring to question her perfectness and to try to defend her as if she needs defending to some high school boy. 
<laughs> and he's, he's and she just, just like, goes on and on and on. He's just like, you're right about everything. But uh, it's interesting, though, that the Ezra and Allison are kind of the philosophical counterpoints in this debate for Arya, though. That Ezra's very much about, it's not your job. Yeah, I mean, some of his advice isn't necessarily bad. He's basically saying, like, look, your parents are two adults. You're their kid. It's not your job or your responsibility to get in the middle of something like this just right, because right. you know something, you know? Yeah, you're not the parent here. Mm-hmm. Um, while Allison is very much about, like, you have to go tell what you know. See something, say something. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that I believe Arya refers to herself as a fixer. Uh, yeah. Later, she's always been the fixer of the family. Yeah, yeah which... I think is very accurate. Like she's the only one who's like really nice to Jenna. Like she was the one who got up and brought Jenna over to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely kind of, she's the one who doesn't want to make things more awkward. Usually, you know, when she's not busy trying to burn the world down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, so after this, Arya, well, I, I want to point out too that she does that thing that people do. I don't want to say just women. Hmm. but the thing that people do after they've had one of these kind of debates with a significant other or somebody where after they've won after they've won magnanimous as fuck yeah they can they can be like you might have had some good points mm-hmm. she concedes to him that yes maybe i always have been the fixer in the family <laughs> maybe maybe you're right about that you small petulant man she also tells an interesting parable about Muggsy the cat, like her aunt's cat who died and was then like uh, taxidermied into a stuffed cat. Yeah. I was trying to think, like, does this have any uh, symbolism or significance to the larger episode? I haven't put it together yet, but there may be something there. Just about how, like, didn't really make a difference whether that cat was alive or not. It all just, like, sat on the piano and, like, people talk to it, you know? <laughs> Maybe the cat is Allison. I don't know gonna keep working on that one yeah um also interesting at the at the end of these aria ezra scenes like she she has to go because she's resolved to like tell her mom he invites her to stay uh presumably overnight i mean it's late at night at that point yeah well yes but then it seems like when she gets home it's daylight you can never tell on this show you never can tell. That's the problem with television, though, sometimes, is that scenes get shuffled around in well, the editing room. There's a lot of dark rooms hap- involved in the show, too. You know, So yeah. it's, it's hard to tell what time of day it is because everyone lives in a house without lights. Well, and it's funny, too, because Arya's, like, really drinking in, like, Ezra's, like, you know, his luxurious apartment, which really is just one room. Mm-hmm. May not even have a Yeah, bath. it's like a studio, I think. Yeah, but like, there's like a little balcony and it opens up and all this stuff. I'm sure, it has but she's balcony. really drinking in. Like, he's got like like a fucking like mansion here. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, I think for her, it's like I've been invited to stay. I don't need to now, but uh, exactly, it's she in my back power. pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the episode where she basically broke Ezra. You know, it's like the last of his willpower was destroyed. Yeah, yeah, he was broken before this episode, but the very last shred mm-hmm. is gone. Well, she's in his apartment now, you know? Yeah. Heel boy. Well, and, and she's won arguments in that apartment. Mm-hmm. She's now the mistress of that place. Um, pardon. Well, not mm-hmm. pardon the pun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she goes home, uh, seemingly despite his, his conceding the point to tell her mom, 
only to find that A has taken the taken it from her. Yeah, A wrote uh, Ella a letter and sent it to her. Uh, and in the letter it says, if you don't believe uh, that your your husband is cheating around, just ask your daughter. She knows all about it. Because A does not fuck around. No, no, A is going to win this one. Mm-hmm. And and Ella's just reads it, just hands the note to Ari, and then goes upstairs. Kind of like like wanders away, dazed. Yeah. 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 Arya's just thinking, how dare they take that confession scene from me? Yeah. <laughs> Arya, Arya is like a soap opera actress. As Put I, the camera on me. <laughs> as I texted you during this episode, uh, Arya would see the whole world world burn if uh, it meant she could roll over the ashes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do love whenever she's like kind of backed into a corner or like feels like she's losing an argument, she will just get vicious. Like she just lashes out. It's great. Like I was telling you, like uh, when I was first watching this show, it took me a long time to really care about any of the other characters. I think when I was first watching the show, because I Lucy Hale was the actress I knew mm-hmm. before the show started, and Arya is still kind She's of kind of the main character. The yeah, I remember thinking like Emily was gorgeous, uh, though uninteresting. But like, yeah, Arya, like her character is—I don't want to say nuanced, but <laughs> she's. Yeah, she's special. She's wonderful. What her and and Spencer both for me, I think resonated. Well, Spencer doesn't get a problems. ton to do in this episode, but the the kind of way she catcalls it as her at the beginning, like she that actress Troy and Valsario just has like great delivery for stuff like that, you know. Well, it's the first time I think too. Part of my problem with Spencer in the first season is she's kind of boxed in with the being the nerdy girl, mm-hmm. sort of, and like. The, with the cat calls, like you really see her step out of that, like like you start to see like a like a, yeah. like a much more interesting Spencer shine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I feel like we should save Spencer for last. All right, all right. Well, let's uh, let's just say that at, at the end of Arya's storyline, as she's holding that letter from A to her mom, she gets called away to rejoin the girls at the end. She and gets then, a bad uh, signal. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Emily next. I have written down in my notes, and Ben was never seen again. Because I don't, yeah. I think this, like, he wasn't in this episode. I can't imagine why he'd ever come back, you know? Yeah, he gets. Like, someone's like, have you talked to Ben? And they're, she's like, nope, fuck him. Yeah, yeah, he can go eat the dick. Um, so at the start of the episode, Maya is buying her scarves and acting very girlfriendy. As I wrote down, she's marking her territory. She's like, here, I got you this thing you can wear. Yeah. So people will know that you're mine. Well, and um, then, so. Later in the afternoon, at the, after that school day, uh, Emily goes to her science class where Creepy Toby is being creepy. Mm-hmm. And Creepy Toby notices creepy things, like whether or not Emily is wearing a scarf yeah. earlier in the day. You took your scarf off, or like you said something like that to her. You looked good. It looked good on you. It's like, of course the creepy guy would say something like that, you know? No right. guy in high school has ever noticed what a girl's wearing, except, you know, vis-a-vis, it's like the cleavage. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, that perceptive... It, I'm not perceptive for a reason. Yeah, it's like th- this guy must be A because he noticed. Um, I I did think it was funny in the first scene where they're all making cat calls at uh, Ezra. She's basically wearing like the Flash Dance outfit. It's like uh, <laughs> some sort of like uh, like tank top or sports bra type of thing underneath like one of those shirts with like the gigantic collar that's like, like a, you like, know dra- draped over one shoulder. Yeah. Oh, excellent, excellent. That was Emily's look for this episode. Excellent. Uh, so of course, so she's got because... creepy, creepy Toby as a lab partner. 
That's she how the sits, world works. She really doesn't like it's that classic thing where she's like, No, 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 don't assign him to me, don't assign him to me. Like, oh fuck, you know. Um and then she's because hold on, because you're a child of the internet, for mm-hmm. a moment there, when her and Toby sit next to each other, did for not for a second like uh like the memes from like Twilight of uh Kristen <laughs> uh, Stewart and uh, Pattinson. Yeah. Like say next to each other, let not not run through your mind. Would this have been before Twilight? Uh, probably, right? Might have been. Might have been. Yeah. I just remember that I saw one the other day. I was looking for something for Facebook, and I saw one the other day when I was searching through Google, and it was uh, like Pattinson's like staring at uh, Kristen Stewart, and she's like, "Oh crap, say something to scare him away," and she's like, "I have a dick," and he's like, <laughs> "I don't." <laughs> But she opens, shits down next to him, opens up her textbook, and like there's that uh, those photo booth pictures, just like bum, bum, bum. marking the spot. She quickly closes it, but maybe Toby saw. Maybe it's a nice touch by A there. A A's like, you won't accept my uh, emails and text messages, bullying. So now I'm just gonna start fucking with you. you I want to point out though that as we find out later, and we'll come back to this, but we find out later that. Whatever the settings these girls set, the people who try to contact them are made aware of the fact that they've been blocked. Seemingly, yeah. One of our characters mentions that. Well, yeah, but I mean, we don't know how reliable that guy is anyway. True, he's British. Anyway, yeah. um, so later on, when Emily witnesses that Creepy Toby is being bullied because somebody, is it shaving cream in his locker? Yeah, they fill his locker up with shaving cream and... and his face does that thing that his face always does where he just looks sad because that's the only thing his face can do. Yeah. Harsh, angular, sad. Mm-hmm. Um, so later on, Toby happens to witness Emily outside her house throwing away the photo booth pictures. He does have some interesting lines here. Uh, says it does, I, like, she's like, uh, how do you just let not let it, let it not get to you? And he says, I didn't say it doesn't get to me, just I can't do anything about it. Like, so, like, He's not like, I'm just super cool, bro. It's like, it definitely bugs him, you know? Even with his bad acting, you can see that. But he's kind of, like, accepted his fate as being Boo Radley, basically, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, And then and, he and says, they don't want you to change. They want you to go away. Which is obviously how, like, he's viewing things. I don't think people necessarily want Emily to go away. But that's definitely where he's coming from. And yet, she kind of reads something, some kind of wisdom into that. And mm-hmm. She apologizes to him, and he says to her, do you notice that how much we keep saying sorry to each other? That's what she says. Sorry. Yeah, it's because the actress Shane Mitchell's Canadian. Sorry. I did find it interesting that Maya works at a cupcake place. Yeah. Yeah. If you, like, didn't know watching this show, would you just think she, like, ran the place or owned the place? Like, I, I feel like maybe I'm being a little unfair to Maya because she acts like a bitch teenager, but she, you know, I know that she's like in her 40s or something. I was going to say in my notes, I have written down that the first time you see her, which I guess is the start of her shift, the cupcake place, mm-hmm. she does actually look like a teenager to me, but every other scene in this episode, she looks like a 35-year-old woman. Like, are we being harder on her for being a teenager just because we know she's so much older and so we don't to consider fair, her a teenager? To be fair, we don't like Maya at all. Mm-hmm. So there is a certain biaser that I won't I won't even be ashamed of admitting. But uh, at the end of this episode, Maya is clearly trying to manipulate Emily into a relationship. Yeah, she's doing the Emily. Emily needs time and space, and Maya's just like, "Well, I can wait because I care," you know. Yeah. Um, don't no no don't don't say anything. 
I can give you the space because I care about you. Mm-hmm. Which Emily, is something it, I've never said to a single friend of mine, a platonic <laughs> friend of mine. Emily's kind of, not necessarily accusing, but kind of fishing to see if maybe Maya put those pictures in her yeah. thing. Because, like, there's no A note on it. So, theoretically, it could have been Maya, but I think we all know it was A, you know. Yeah. And this is, this, but that's the brilliance of how A works, though. Mm-hmm. Because if she had put, like, she or she had put her actual note on there, it would have, you know, Emily would have dismissed it. But A is dialing right into like what Emily's dysfunction is right now. Mm-hmm. She knows where her confusion is, and she's just like ramping it up. Um, let's speak, talk about Hannah. Speaking, yeah, speaking of A's magical powers, let's talk about Hannah. I thought it was funny that at least it wasn't Wilden at the beginning of the episode, like handling the uh, the car wreck thing and some other cop. Yeah, another. But actually, there. actually, basically implies that she can't fuck her way out of this one. I actually, my the first line of my notes is Ashley tells Hannah she can't fuck her way out of this. <laughs> it's bizarre how our notes line up so well. <laughs> I thought it was funny later that Hannah, when she's talking to the her her liar friends about it, she says everyone's being very mature about it. It's like, yeah. Yeah, except for the part where he crashed this guy's car because he wouldn't sleep with you. That's the, uh, that line is the first part of where your theory lines up, I think. Uh, oh, yeah. The it only lines up, this and one other thing, it only lines up to me with the Hannah and Arya stuff in this episode. So the theory we're talking about, in case you don't know, is that uh, Spencer is the killer, Arya is A, and that Hannah and Emily are not real. They're... Anna's Arya's imagined self and Emily is Spencer's imagined self. So the theory that you're going to hear about in every single episode of this podcast. Is, yes. But, uh, we're getting right into it because Hannah's dad is, is a big part of Hannah's storyline. Mm-hmm, this episode, mm-hmm. Hannah's dad who had divorced Hannah's mom and, and left them. Um, let's talk about turned, Hannah's outfit. Well, and turned Hannah into the kind of girl that girls become when they live with their mom after the divorce. Yeah. What about her outfit? Well, in the, uh, not in like the first scene, but after that, she's, she's wearing something that seems a little too like glamorous slash like voluptuous for high school. Like it's yeah. just like this, like, like gown, you know, <laughs> like with a, like a, like a gold belt in the middle. Like it, it looks way too fancy for like your average high school day. A lot of, a lot of, I want to say a lot of Hannah's wardrobe in season one is like that. Mm-hmm. Um, like she's really walking the runway that doesn't exist mm-hmm. in, in Pennsylvania high school. It's basically implied that she's like, she's acting out to get daddy's attention. And now she's got it. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a slightly creepy scene where I think it's, is it Spencer who's helping her pick out clothes? Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, cause she wants to look good for her dad to like show how she lost the weight. But like, it is a little weird that like, she's like, like, and then there's like a shot of like her and her mom, like kind of like getting ready to like look good for dad. Well, hold on. So yeah, they're in Spencer's room. And it's funny that. In this first season, I never would have thought about this having watched a show up to now and flashing back to these moments that Spencer and Hannah are the clothes, like they had the bonding over the clothes. Mm-hmm. Like that, that kind of works against your theory, I think, a little bit. But uh, yeah, yeah. Hannah's trying on one of Spencer's blazers because Spencer is just an expert in teenage blazers. <laughs> and Spencer says, That jacket's really not you. And Hannah looks at herself in the mirror and says, Then it's perfect. Well, I, I, you could make the argument that. Uh... Spencer has to go to the imaginary version, Hannah version of Arya for advice on fashion because regular Arya has insane fashion sense. Yeah, true, true. It's, yeah. it's nuts even for Spencer and Spencer mm-hmm. becomes crazy later on. But, um, 
Yeah, so Hannah's dad shows up, and there's been miscommunication because he has no intention of taking. Well, there's it. a there's some really great shots here where Hannah's dad shows up and knocks on the door while her and her and Ashley are getting ready, and the camera stays on Ashley as Hannah goes to the door to see her dad, and so like you don't really get Hannah's like reaction to see her dad. Instead, you get Ashley kind of like facing away from them and. Yeah, pretty good acting there is you kind of see like she's trying to make herself look real nice and like obviously like this is what you're losing type of thing mm-hmm. but at the same time there's a little bit of like I hope he notices you know like maybe well, maybe entice him back Ashley dominates the perspective of the scene up mm-hmm. to the point where they leave the the house and it's funny because I don't think you see Ashley again the whole episode it's no. Hannah's episode but like you don't see her again and she really dominates perspective of the scene well and it really like Rather than just let this scene be about Hannah and her dad, it really like allows Ashley to have character moments, you know? Yeah. Um, like, cause the, it's like, oh, there's a mix up. I didn't want my ex-wife to come with me, just my daughter, you know? And she's all like, you know, like Laura Layton looks pretty great, like dressing this yeah. like, you know, tall red gown and all that. And so they take off and there's a nice scene of Ashley kind of slowly walking in her heels, like taking her earrings off and like tossing them on the counter, you know, like, it's really like just like the disappointment of living type of scene, you know. Where it's like, and if you didn't work out too well for Ashley, and if you've gotten to know the Ashley character, like like you will eventually over the course of the show, five seconds later she's cracking open a bottle of wine. Well, the, what move do you have in that scenario other than to start drinking? You know, Ex- exactly. Yeah. You got all nice and dressed up and thought that uh, maybe there is a chance that uh, not even a chance of like hooking up, but like you were gonna kind of like present yourself well for somebody. Well, like you uh, said, it's either fail. it's either a look what you missed out on, or look what you left behind, mm-hmm. or maybe I can rekindle the fire a little. Yeah. Bit. But uh, the note that I have as Hannah and her dad are walking out to the car is that Hannah is the alternate reality version of Arya when Byron left. Because yeah. Byron had actually disappeared and had left the family. Mm-hmm. Arya became Hannah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that, that's I mean, where my, so there's no, probably where there's my no original brother. theory came from, yeah. Yeah, there's no brother to, like, steal the spotlight. It's just the mom and the daughter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Hannah thinks uh, it's going to be, like, it's going to be some just time with her and her dad after he talks to her about the car thing, but then, nope, dad just wanted to reveal that he's getting remarried. Well, first of all, Hannah's dad describes her as a good girl, but a little over-enthusiastic. <laughs> there will never be a more fitting description of Hannah. Um, other than the fact that she's dumb. Because she's very naive about her father. Yeah. Yeah, and the dad's like, hi, here's going to be your new stepmom, your new stepsister. And Hannah, of course, immediately hates her new stepsister, Kate. Yeah. Uh, and Kate tells, like, this, like, lame-ass anecdote about, like, some, like, blue-blood yachting shit or something, like, it's like some story about like sailing or some some yachting race. Like you can Yarn. tell Hannah, Hannah doesn't give a shit. And Hannah makes a joke about going out on a boat and seeing which one comes back, which nobody yeah. appreciates. It's a great joke. Well, so then her dad, her dad, dick then move. immediately shames her. Total dick move. Brings up oh. brings up the car thing in front of the fiance and and Sean's car and yeah. the reparations. Yeah, and all this all the stuff you're gonna have to do is punishment and go work at uh, his like mom's dentist office, like. All just like, oh, you, you dared to like ruin my, uh, my, what, you know, remarriage announcement. So now I'm going to take a shit on you, you know, yeah. make you feel yeah, bad so, for these people you don't even know. 
that's the same actress who continued to play the stepsister, right? No, no, they do recast her. That's that's okay. Kate number one. Did they recast the fiance as well? I don't remember. I really don't. That that woman, that woman, side by side of Laura Lake. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't. What what happened, Hannah's dad? Yeah. What happened? Was Hannah's dad gay too? That's what mm-hmm. you have to ask yourself. Is he gay too? Um. So afterwards, um, Hannah answers the call to go pick up Spencer because we'll get into Spencer's thing. But Spencer has a thing, so Hannah goes to pick her up. And while Hannah is waiting in the car, witnessing a moment that Spencer's having with a young man, <laughs> A manages to call in a request to a local radio station. Those play. still what exist. Yeah. What is the song? Yeah. What is the song? Uh, I, just the song is, I don't. I don't need you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that was the moment where I was like, "How the hell did A manage to like?" It's not just the making the song request and dedicate well, to Hannah, but to know that Hannah would be listening to that station. If A knows that Hannah likes to listen to the radio on that station, it's not, you know, I don't know. That's a feat. Maybe That's A impressive. programmed the car to be playing that station. Uh, maybe. That's more impressive to me than the tumbleweed note <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, because that is some... Well, it's, some- it's just so mean. It's like, yeah, your dad doesn't need you anymore, Hannah. He's got your replacement. Who's like, uh, who's less trashy than you, you know? Yeah, it just goes to show that uh, A is quite the maestro and and is very much, I keep using this this phrase, very much dialed into these characters and Mm -hmm. where they are emotionally at the time. Yeah. Knows knows just where to punch them to to make them hurt. Yeah. Yeah, man, Hannah's dad's such a fucking cocksucker. Like, yeah, yeah. that's such a dick move what he did like shame her like in yeah. front of people she doesn't even know like it'd be one thing if like it was just the two of them at dinner but man that's that's pretty if, harsh if i were to like guess at it i would almost think that this is a it's a thing where he's trying to impress the the fiance and the new the new stepdaughter kate yeah look, like look, we- look how look what a great dad i am weirdly yeah yeah but just and now hannah's ruining that so he has to he has mm-hmm. to try to capture the moment first by shaming Hannah, you know, on one hand, but also by like, look how I fixed the situation for her. Mm-hmm. I'm such a great dad. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about Spencer. Mm. So yeah, uh, Spencer leads the charge to block the text and calls from unknown numbers, and Spencer takes over the Allison bracelet from Hannah. She also leads the charge to uh, check Mister Fitz out. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> She just like she has great chemistry like with this and then later on with Ren like she she knows how to uh, I don't even know how to describe it like I guess sensual would be a word you know like she definitely like uh, plays it like with a, a knowingness you know yeah yeah Spencer at times is wise beyond her years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a. It, it, she doesn't play it like I'm the innocent girl type of thing, I guess. But not like not like she's like trashing it up or anything. But like, just like uh, like a, a knowing a worldliness, you know. Oh, and somehow she's managed to be both like uh, uh, innocent, but also I want to say seasoned. Yeah, almost well, world weary. She has. She definitely has a worldliness to her, which is funny because in her interactions with Ren. She's basically putting the brakes on the entire time, you know? Yeah. It's well, like she she got the taste and now she's over it, you know? Yes and no. There's even there's a, even a... She's not, like, turned off, though. 
she's not no she enjoys it definitely like but yeah. at the same time she basically says like she like she invokes the sister code you know she's like melissa's my sister sorry because uh, ren ren shows up later drunk while her parents are out of town like looking to apologize to her dad uh and then he like drops the potted plant on the floor and whatnot so there's a kind of horror movie moment where Spencer's upstairs in her room mm-hmm. and like she hears the crash. crashing sounds <laughs> and she goes downstairs to check and uh, discovers something's going on in like the laundry room or whatever. You don't see who it is or what it is. You just hear a voice at first. Did that voice not sound kind of creepy until you realize it was Ren? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It kind of unnerved me. Uh, I would use two examples from Sherlock. The... The first time you hear the oh, yeah. call in episode three, when she's crying and talking about the bomb, like, and she's calling him sexy. That freaked me out. Like crying person, like calling you sexy, freaked me out. And then later on the, I gave you my number. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, Ren is just a drunken ponce. And Spencer's kind of like, half of her attitude is like, God, I got to get rid of this idiot. You know, and the other half is like, I am absolutely charmed, not just by this guy, but that he would do this for me, you know? Yeah. Um, so she eventually, like, he's, he basically, like, he has, like, a couple shots in this episode where he's trying to kind of, like, go in for a kiss or, like, make something happen, and she's basically kind of putting the brakes on, you know? It's like, she appreciates it, but, uh... Now that she kind of got her revenge on Melissa, she's not into it anymore. She describes that herself and Melissa as North and South Korea, <laughs> which I thought was funny that she didn't ask her which was which one is North. You know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really quick, going back, uh, uh, she stole Melissa's essay in the previous episode. It's now, of course, being recognized for its brilliance. Yeah, and teacher it's been for some kind it. of fancy essay award. What was it called? Like a golden orchid or something like that? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. so Spencer's very concerned that it'll win, knowing that it will win. So Emily's like, how do you know it'll win? Oh, that's right. It's in your DNA. More <laughs> academic bling for Spencer. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Drunken Wren stops by with Spencer and bum, 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 bum. They're being filmed together. I, I did think that was interesting. They actually... There's so many kind of shots through windows in this show that you never know. It's like, is this someone watching them or is this just, you know, are they they just framing the shot that way to make you tense? But then there's actually like, no, there's a overlay of like record on screen and whatnot. But it's interesting, though, because I want to say that last week's episode with A grabbing the photo booth pictures is the first time you really see A Mm -hmm. or somebody acting in the guise of A. Yeah, like a physical presence. And not this like time, a you don't really see something. who is filming or what is filming or what's going on, but you presume it's a. Well, you presume that this is this is a someone corporal. You know, it's it's not like yeah. the ghost yeah. of a and like the electronics or anything like that. You know. Right, right. Uh, um, I did think it was funny that Spencer asks Ren why he's drunk. He says one does not come unfortified to the house of Hastings. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because he's so fucking British. The Hastings are so fucking terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then even at the end, when Spencer basically like takes him to a motel to like sleep it off, he's like, you want to come in? And she's like, no. Well, I want to point out that, uh, yeah, both both Ari and Spencer are invited to stay over. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so 
there's a plant. He brought her a plant. He dropped it. It broke. Uh, she makes some coffee. Then she takes him to the hotel. Um, and then Hannah comes to pick her up watching the whole scene as Ren kisses her again. And she's into that kiss for a moment or two. Yeah. I think Spencer's, but see, Spencer's not a prude, you know, she's going to enjoy it's interesting, it. It's interesting shut it though, the way the dynamics of your theory work, because sometimes it moves vertically and sometimes it moves horizontally <laughs> or like the, the, the overlay is between Spencer and Aria rather than like between their doppelganger selves. Mm-hmm. But it's both. Yeah. It's both Spencer and Aria who have the affections of, uh, of, uh, older men who are into it way more than the girls are yet. Yeah. Um, but Spencer isn't like, she's not like, like she shuts it down, but it's not like she didn't enjoy it. You know? Exactly. Exactly. She's not inviting it. She's not turned off by it. She'll enjoy it for a fleeting moment and then it's gone. Mm-hmm. She's, she's going to, she's going to be the adult. And presumably she's just going to go like smoke a cigarette when the scene's over, you know? Yeah. Or like yeah. pour herself a brandy. Yeah. Yeah. She so gets while, very worldly, you know? Mm-hmm. So while, uh, Spencer's kissing Ren outside his hotel room, that's when Hannah gets the request line song mm-hmm. from, uh, from A. And then they go back to Spencer's house to discover that somebody has taken these shards of the broken plant and like, this is the most fucked up thing ever <laughs> arranged it into like something from a tombstone. Yeah. Yeah. Like made a nice Great. little arrangement out of them with the soil and the flowers and the broken pot pieces. Uh, and then they go upstairs and the, uh, the bracelet's missing, right? Hmm. Cause they, they're like, Oh, the bracelet. No, oh, it's still there. The bracelet's still there. Then they turn around and on the mirror, they see written in jungle red lipstick, which is Allison's color. They say, uh, is the message. It won't be that easy. Bitches. A. Yes. And I, before you see that though, they have to like send out the bat signal. <gasps> like, uh, I guess their, their move is the SOS text to, uh, like Aria and Emily, which I, I do enjoy the way the, that kind of works in the show where it's like, you just, you hear that text message noise and you like, you know, something's up, you know? And it's like, it cuts the, you know, from one character to the next getting the text. And it's like, Oh, the banners have been called. We all have to gather at uh, Spencer's and they all see it together. Well, I remember way back when text messaging was still relatively new. We relied on these like much more simplistic, uh, 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 semiotic yeah. things. Yeah. Like people texting you like one eight seven. Oh, Oh, <laughs> That was oh, like pager serious. code, yeah. Yeah, that, that's serious. Yeah, now, now, like we talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, now we have uh, like virtual keywords we can type on. You know, we're not yeah. using the like, T nine or emoji anything. Too. When we really need to dumb it down. We have emoji. Just a little smiling poop. Yeah. yeah exactly. A should really send them one of those. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what it means. <laughs> so that's the episode. A yeah. A will not be denied just because they cut her off uh, of uh, text and, and email and whatnot. It's a it's a good episode. Like last week, we we're talking about how the show really kind of got you invested in uh, the the soap opera elements of the girls, like their their present day storylines. You know, mm-hmm. while, while the A stuff and the Allison stuff was kind of in the distance or in the whatever. Like this time, they're kind of bringing the two together. Like A will not, literally not be ignored. Yeah. Well, it's going to become a presence in their lives. Yeah. Ace, she's, Ace is firing shots in this episode. She goes after Arya, reveals Arya's secret before Arya can, which is going to kind of like, it's going to mess up her family and it makes it awkward for Arya that she wasn't able to come clean on her own. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously breaking into Spencer's house 
and like doing weird shit in there you know like that's pretty fucking creepy and then planting the uh the photos with uh emily like a's a's making moves now you know i want to say it was uh was it not emily who said earlier that whoever a is she can't reveal anything without incriminating herself yeah it's like emily i don't i don't buy that yeah a a's got moves and they're good Mm. all right so that was uh can you hear me now what's Mm -hmm. the title of the next episode the next episode is called Reality Bites Me. Ah, yes. I just saw like part of the uh, description. It was like the liars deal with their boy problems or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, just to show you that this show about high school girls is written by people who by writers who are clearly in their 30s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that does it for this episode. Any last thoughts? Just excited. So I'll see you next episode. To be continued. Mm-hmm. To Later. Later.